Big Tech testifies before the House on antitrust, politics, and censorship. William Reinhardt, Senior Fellow at the Center for Growth and Opportunity at Utah State University, sounds off. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Hello, audience. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about the antitrust hearings in Washington, D.C. that took place where much was discussed. But before we get to that, we need to thank our sponsor, NBI, the National Business Institute. Attorneys have trusted NBI with their CLA needs for over 35 years. Visit nbi-sems.com today and find out why. But don't forget to use that promo code LegalTalkNBI to get $100 off your next CLE course. All right. Now on to our discussion. So uh, how are you doing today, William? Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Lawrence. I'm trying to keep out of this 100 degree heat in D.C. So it's the middle of, Ooh. you know, middle of July and and it's it's getting pretty hot. That sounds kind of buggy. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you so much for joining uh, us today. And, uh, you know, you and I had originally scheduled this interview with the notion that this hearing we're about to talk about was not going to be taking place yet. So we're going to talk about this in advance. And then all of a sudden it happened yesterday. And so July 29th, there was a hearing with the CEOs from the four four of the world's biggest tech companies, Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet, which is Google and YouTube, and Apple. And uh, the investigative body which uh, uh, put this on was the House, Judici- the House Judiciary Committee and Antitrust Subcommittee. And we, of course, we got to hear from Jeff Bezos, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Sundar, uh, is it Pichai or Pichai? Pichai, yeah. Pichai, okay. And uh, Tim Cook, of course, Tim Cook's from Apple. And uh, they discussed a lot. We're going to try to get into at least some of it. But uh, William, before we get to that, I want to learn a little bit more about the Center for Growth and Opportunity. Yeah. So the Center for Growth and Opportunity is a economic research unit out of uh, Utah State University. We focus a lot on economic opportunity, and I'm particularly interested, and I do a lot of work in innovation and tech policy. And, you know, don't blame me. I'm, I'm an economist, so, but I can still talk, talk about what's going on with this. So Not a problem. Not a problem. So, yeah, let's get to that, though. This hearing yesterday, you know, the yeah. origin. So I know it's antitrust investigation, but you know, tell us about what kicked this off. What were the origins and why, why do they begin the inquiries? The hearing that was occurring yesterday really is kind of a follow-up on this long-standing investigation that the antitrust subcommittee is engaged in. So they're pulling together a report, it seems, which will come out probably later this year, probably in the fall sometime. And they're trying to figure out really a couple of different things, but two primary questions really were driving it. One, there was a series of questions regarding competition and competition on these online platforms that the that the hearing was trying to get at. But the kind of subtext to all of this was also whether or not we need to change some of the key antitrust laws and and change some of the practices of the either the FTC or the DOJ in in response to all of these things. So there was this subtext of potentially changing regulation and changing law, but primarily it was really just trying to investigate these companies and ask these these companies really tough questions when it came to platform competition, which did occur. It was it was it was quite dramatic in, in the in the ways that you would expect. Well, let me put my uh, non-conspiracy conspiracy hat on just for a second. And so Jeff Bezos, as I understand it, was his first time testifying yeah. before Congress. Is there anything we need to make out of that? Anything that you saw? Yeah, Bezos was kind of interesting. I'd never seen him in, obviously, I've never seen him in this sort of context. I've never seen him in a hearing before. You know, he opened up, which was kind of unique. He opened up and talked a lot about his own personal experience and about his, you know, immigrant experience and his, you know, his parents who... His father is Cuban, I believe, if I recall correctly. And so it was interesting to just hear him talk about his experience in building Amazon. 
later on, there was obviously some very tough questions when it came to Amazon. But uh, yeah, Bezos was was kind of unique in that sense that he really opened up the hearing talking about himself and not necessarily so much about the company and kind of the competitive concerns that that he was being drugged before the committee to answer. Each one of these uh, these big companies got peppered uh, pretty good. It looked to be a pretty, uh, from what I saw on the uh, the, I did like this um, this live blog, and it wasn't totally complete. There was definitely some gaps in some of the questions, but yeah. from what I saw, it looked like all the companies got peppered pretty good on a bipartisan mm-hmm. effort. So what I want to do is go down the list of companies, and if you could just highlight for us like some of the big takeaways that you saw, questions and issues discussed, and let's start with Amazon. You know, what were the big issues, highlights, questions asked of Amazon? Amazon really was facing questions over its its data practices. So it seems, according at least to a report from the Wall Street Journal, that that Amazon has this internal policy of not effectively sharing data and information regarding third party sellers on the platform. And it seems that effectively that the uh, company itself was developing products using that data. And because the company had restricted or has this you know, policy of not allowing their own product teams to have access to that, that information of third-party sellers, the antitrust subcommittee was really interested in trying to understand what exactly was happening internally with Amazon. And the one thing I should mention kind of at the top of all of this is that I really see this as there's kind of two effective lines of questioning, that you had these really interesting competitive concerns and these questions about competition. But at the same time, there's also these other ancillary concerns about privacy and about, you know, data practices and about a whole bunch of things that are often brought up within tech. And, you know, conservative bias was another thing that came up a lot over and over again. So there's really these kind of two tensions. You have this question over things that I think that that your audience would be interested in, which is, you know, the kind of the tough legal questions. But at the same time, there's a lot of wrangling that was occurring between the companies and then also the uh, the representatives in the hearing. I thought I caught, it wasn't super clear from the blog that I was reading. Was there a notion that Amazon was using third-party data to compete with its own customers that sell through its services? Yes, that's exactly what was occurring. So it seems that there were some lax processes. And again, you know, there's a lot of companies that, you know, Walmart and, and Target do this as well. They they do, in fact, take information. You know, this is what a lot of the, uh, you know, the customer reward cards are all about is to try to figure out what consumers are buying and then kind of reproduce whatever those brands might be. So Amazon does seem to have this internal company policy that limits their product development team from accessing third-party data. And it seems to be that they effectively were, at least in some instances, were violating this. So when when Bezos was asked very directly about this, he said, you know, we have this company policy, but I can't guarantee you that it's never been violated. That was, I think, kind of interesting. Yeah, that, that's pretty uh, pretty open. Obviously, he's under uh, under oath, so he's got to be yeah. honest, but uh, very interesting. So let's move on to Facebook. Let's hit the highlights for uh, for that social media group. Yeah, so Facebook really was facing a number of different questions, at least when it came to competition and competitive concerns. Really, Facebook was singularly, or the the representatives were singularly interested in in the mergers, the recent mergers, well, almost 10 years in some cases, but it's the merger of Facebook with Instagram and WhatsApp. So this question of whether or not these companies compete and what the even what the market should look like, is it social media, is it attention? That was wrapped up. And similarly, there was kind of uh, smaller questions, which also hit, you know, Alphabet as well. But there's also similar questions about advertising and what the advertising market should look like. So those, at least when it came to competition questions, Facebook was really was really had very tough 
questions regarding the the former, you know, the former mergers, the former former acquisitions rather of of Instagram and WhatsApp. And the question of breaking them up obviously came about as well. That was interesting. I did catch that. And so I thought Zuckerberg answered that one pretty well. You know, when we bought Instagram, it wasn't yeah. a slam dunk success. I mean, you can't look at it today and make this consideration. So I thought it was a good answer. I pulled actually some of the the hearings or some of the reports and the articles from 2012. And, you know, it was pretty well considered at the time that Facebook made a drastic move. It was a, you know, at the time they said that has the social media bubble burst is is Instagram this buyout the the very tip of the market. So at the time, people thought it was a bad deal, even though it was, I believe it was about a billion dollars. I think it was just shy of a billion dollars, but effectively a billion dollars. But now looking back, it looks like a really good deal, right? I mean, it, Instagram is where a lot of growth is continuing to come for Facebook. And it's really been able to buoy Facebook's kind of um, plateau when it comes to their consumers, because effectively, there really hasn't, we haven't really seen with Facebook, especially in the North American market, you haven't seen really a, a growth in the amount of consumers or, you know, the number of users or the amount of time that they're spending on the platform. Let's transition to Alphabet. I, I thought yeah. that Google, you know, Alphabet and YouTube, they got hit pretty hard with a couple of uh, tough questions. And so let's go through the highlights there. Yeah, I think actually the most interesting questions came probably from Rep Armstrong, who was really asking some very narrow questions about Google's ad business when it came to you know, effectively, there's this tension within, you know, we've seen a whole bunch of cases, both with Facebook, and I believe Google is also facing questions over its ad placement metrics, right? It, and the question that really a lot of people who are marketers are asking is, well, can we trust this data that we're getting from these companies? So there was a line of questioning, as I mentioned, that came from Rep Armstrong, which I thought was pretty narrow and pretty interesting with regards to Google's ad business. There's also a, a separate series of questions with regards to ads search business. It doesn't seem that the ad business is the central focus of a lot of the current investigations. That obviously was part of the FTC investigation back in, you know, 2012, 2013. And then obviously the EU has done a whole bunch when it comes to, you know, the shopping case. But it, it seems in particular that, that, you know, Google was really hammered pretty resoundingly regarding their ad ad business and competition within the ad business and, and you know, publishers and whether or not Google as well as Facebook were undermining, you know, journalism. So there's there's a whole bunch of kind of related questions when it came to the ad business and what publishers should and shouldn't have access to that were, I think, probably the most interesting part of the entire hearing. Yeah, there were two particular issues that I think kind of transcend outside of the pure antitrust uh, portion of it. And so one was, uh, you know, political censorship was definitely uh, brought up yes. several times with Google with the blacklisting and, you know, favoritism on, uh, you know, where where uh, websites pop up. But the other one, and I thought this was really interesting, they were getting after them for turning down some Pentagon contracts, but picking up some defense contracts in China, which uh, my eyebrows went straight up when I read that. Yeah, and that's a really interesting series of questions, right? Because it seems that what at least their relationship with China is that they're they're in these kind of contracts that themselves have a potentially a silent partner when it comes to China, but it's but it's not really clear what's necessarily going on. So obviously there's a whole bunch of money that that Google is spending in AI research and there's obviously these, you know, these kinds of um 
almost like research parks that occur, you know, throughout China that that are trying to work on this on these AI research programs. And so then the question is, well, you have obviously this kind of research program or research park, and it seems also that the Chinese military is is probably involved as well, even though it's not clear if they're involved. So should Google be involved in those contracts, knowing that, you know, the other partners that might also be in the same kind of general space also might be the Chinese military. That that I think is an interesting line of was an interesting line of questioning. It's something that I would hope that that probably gets picked up in other, you know, other uh, hearings and other cases, because to me, I was, you know, somebody who focuses almost, you know, singularly on tech and in particular competition and antitrust. I was really, really interested in those tough questions that these companies need to face when it comes to competition. Let's close it out with Apple. You know, what were the highlights from the Apple questioning? Yeah, Apple really seems to be facing really interesting questions over its over its commission rates. You know, the famously they started and and seem to maintain a a 30 70 cut when it comes to the the paid apps that exist in the the app store. This seems to be obviously an industry standard The almost everyone else that's involved in this. So, you know, the gaming platforms and, you know, so, you know, PlayStation, Nintendo and and Google's Play Store, all of these things are all in the 70-30 model. So they were they were facing those sorts of questions, whether or not the 70-30 model was anti-competitive. And then kind of related to that was also this question of benefiting their own apps, right? You know, they they have these apps that don't have any prices and they're bundled together. And this bundling question is something that seems to be occurring with the EU. There seems to be a case that's potentially will be brought regarding bundling and kind of bundling of free services in in comparison to paid apps. And that really was another major line of questioning when it came to Apple. All right. So I have uh, two takeaway questions for you. And then I have a yeah. prediction question for you. Yeah. So here was an interesting question that also raised my eyebrows. And so Representative Greg Stube or Stube, I hope I pronounced his last name correctly, is a, a Republican representative from Florida, asked this question of all four CEOs. Yes. Does China steal from U.S. companies? And I'm paraphrasing. It was a little bit more yeah. complicated than that. But what I found interesting was the answer. And so Three, three of the CEOs, not Mark Zuckerberg, answered, and they said they did not have any direct knowledge of China stealing from U.S. companies. And Mark Zuckerberg went the other way, said, oh, I think it's pretty fairly well known in studies that they do. And so what do you take away from three of the four you know, saying, no, they don't have any direct knowledge? These very successful, powerful CEOs, obviously built a company, have business in China. What do you make of them saying that? It was interesting because each one of the different CEOs said, I don't have direct knowledge that this is occurring within my own company, but they didn't make any claims about other potential companies. You know, the the big one being kind of Huawei and and what's happened with a whole bunch of these, you know, tech companies that are that are based in uh, Silicon Valley that do hardware and, and software. So all of these other companies effectively were, or at least, for example, Amazon and Google and Apple basically said, you know, we haven't seen anything in our own companies. But Mark didn't say whether or not there was actually any stealing that was going on in his own company. He said, I think it's pretty clear that we know that Chinese companies are stealing, in particular, intellectual property from American companies, which I think is actually pretty well known at this point. So it was interesting because each one of the companies said, you know, the the, the breakdown was like, oh, it's like a, you know, me versus them sort of thing. Facebook didn't really say anything about its own practices and whether or not it's actually seen problems within its own networks of Chinese companies trying to steal their technologies. But the other, you know, the other CEOs pretty dramatically said, no, we haven't seen anything that occurred, occurred within our own, uh, within our own platform, within our own networks. 
you had mentioned that there was a lot of questioning about uh, political bias, tipping yes. the scales towards favored political parties. And a lot of the questioning I observed did, did seem to come from uh, members that uh, bat a little right of center. So I just, you know, uh, you know maybe you could do this in a yes, no. I mean, based on what you saw yesterday, do you think there's some evidence that there might be some tipping of the scales going on with these uh, with these big tech companies? In what sense? Well, you know, in the sense that, uh, well, it, I, I go with uh, Jim Jordan gave a couple of good examples on yeah. uh, on a video that I happened to catch, and uh, he kind of gave this example of Amazon. Amazon, uh, you know, turning down a book that talked about some of the misgivings with mask wearing during uh, coronavirus, and then gave a, a kind of a series of uh, leanings with like social media. Kind of gave Twitter as an yeah. example to Mark Zuckerberg with uh, Facebook, and asked about bias within social media companies to kind of push one narrative and censorship. So. You know, just based on those kind of questions, what was your walk away with that? Do you think they tipped the scales politically? These questions have continually come up, and there's been a couple of these hearings that have been similarly involved in these sorts of political bias questions. And they can, they constantly come up in, in, you know, in privacy hearings. I saw them. I've seen them a lot in, you know, similarly related questions when it comes to, you know, China with with platforms that happened, I believe, late, late last year. So th- this question of bias keeps on just popping up over and over again. The one thing that I would say, at least from my perspective, is that you see bias claims on both ends, that both Republicans and and, you know, or rather conservatives, but also liberals have also made this claim that there is there's bias against their side. You know, we're actually working on some research to try to try to get and understand that. Why is it that people consider that, you know, these platforms are biasing them? And it actually seems to be pretty consistent that individuals think that the platforms are effectively against them. So you see, again, claims of bias come from people who are on the left as well in addition to people that are on the right. Uh, The question for me, I think, is whether or not there are true competitive harms with some of these bias questions. And to me, I really still haven't seen any real good evidence that that really is a a line of questioning that should be pursued. I mean, it's an interesting line of questioning and one that is necessary because obviously this is a this is a political game, right? This is a, these are, these are political hearings and this isn't just a fact finding. It's also to present a certain face to constituents, which I think that when you're watching the hearing or highlights of the hearing, that's something that I've been trying to emphasize is that, you know, in part, this is fact finding, but just as important, this is a, this is political showmanship. So you can get mad at it if you want, but that's what it is meant to be. And to me, that, that is just part and parcel of the, of the political conversation and, and policy. Yeah, I think I think that's an interesting analysis there. I mean, we are in the middle of a big political cycle coming up with the elections. Yeah. And so last question for you, a prediction question. And so you've been following this, you've been yeah. following these, uh, these antitrust hearings. And so you know, what do you think, if, if you're a betting person, what's your prediction for the ultimate goal? Are we going to see some updated antitrust law come into play? Or do you think it's possible you might see one of these big tech companies get broken up? I hope that the big tech companies aren't broken up because I'm I've written a lot about how skeptical I am of just the benefits of that. But there's a lot that's obviously happening. One thing that we really didn't talk too much about was the you know, the state attorneys general are all bringing or at least a whole bunch of them are bringing court cases and bringing antitrust cases against Google, as we currently know. So that's something to to watch for. There's also investigations of these four companies by both the FTC and the DOJ, which should be probably coming either later this year or potentially the very, very beginning of next year once the, you know, once the political cycle is finished. With this particular subcommittee, it is very clear that they're working on a report. And this, you know, this this hearing was really meant to answer some of the lingering questions regarding this this report. 
and the report will be coming out later this year. And my expectation is that there'll be effectively two parts that'll be that'll be really interesting to watch. One will be, again, this kind of fact-finding element that will be laid out. And the other will be suggestions for changes. And the big thing to watch will be a series of changes, at least probably in mergers and acquisitions that have been suggested by Senator Amy Klobuchar and that have seemed to be making a little bit of waves. So those sorts of changes on some of the standards and some of the, you know, some of the burdens of proof, I think is actually going to be something that that will be discussed further in the uh, in the upcoming year. But that report probably won't come out until fall. And then, you know, we're still talking about a legislative push that probably won't begin until next year. So there's still a lot that has to be done in the meantime. Well, thank you so much for joining us, William, and thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate us in your favorite podcasting app. We'll cite and make available our sources for this episode on our website, LegalTalkNetwork.com. And thank you also to our sponsor, NBI, the National Business Institute, for making this program possible. You can find them at NBI-SEMS.com. And don't forget the promo code LegalTalkNBI to receive $100 off your next CLE. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Clitty. Have a great day, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,